Okay, we're ready? Oh, yeah. We're good? Yeah. Okay, cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. This is so, awesome. Do you work from home or do you set your own hours? I kind of do. So I'm a financial advisor mm-hmm. and the investment firm is up in Geneva. Okay. And, you know, I love Aurora so much that I like to spend as much time as I can down here. And my mentor actually is very involved in downtown. Oh, cool. And so he's kind of helped me get in, you know, get even more involved. And now I'm in Rotary and um, I have some different things going on. So the Aurora Rotary, the Aurora Rotary, the Aurora Rotary. I know. Why do all their chapters have the the we're just that official you know because there's the naperville rotary too (laughs) but then there's two of them there's like a downtown naperville rotary and there are four now in naperville in naperville yeah they have and it's kind of cool we're trying to do that with rotary um now that i've gotten more involved with Mm -hmm. it and we're trying to do that for aurora so as we evolve you know you have kind of the older generation Mm -hmm. old school meet at noon and you have the Sunrise Club, so it's a little bit younger yeah. age group. And then uh, what they want to do, or what we're trying to do right now, is kind of grow out a younger professional group. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Is that going to work in conjunction with the Chamber Young Professional? Or are they two separate? Two yeah. separate things. So this would be a Rotary thing. thing. So it would be like the Rotary's like younger person mm-hmm. Rotary Club. That would be cool. Yeah, and it more of a satellite club group of the aurora rotary mm-hmm. noon club wow. so yeah i don't know why i saw something the other day that was promoting the aurora rotary and i just like it just owned on me that we even had one there yeah because, and it's yeah yeah i have a client in naperville and so i'm there a lot and they host rotary meetings so i guess i always just like, Mason Sabika. Yeah. oh cool <laughs> very yeah. nice i love that place everyone loves that place yeah it's so nice to do marketing for a place that everybody loves <laughs> <laughs> well in the history too i mean yeah. like i had no idea like we had well first of all the staff is so nice yeah. um we've been going there more because my wife is an intern within the district 204 oh, and yeah. they have a 40 percent discount uh-huh. with them so it's a nice perk more. yeah I don't know if I should say that though. Oh yeah, that's oh, a yeah, lie. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it's such a point of contention though with other school districts because everyone is jealous that, you know, Naperville gets the discount. And it's such a nice place. And it's yeah. everything. It's alcohol, it's food, yeah. it's you name Ambience. it. Oh my gosh. That patio yeah. in the summertime is amazing. Like even as staff, when we go and sit on the patio, like we hang out there for too long. Like, they like transport you to yeah. this like different place. You don't feel like you're in Illinois anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing that they've been doing that for 30 years. Like, Is that how long they've been around? Mm-hmm. Wow. Since and it, 1990. And they technically rent the building. I just learned this mm-hmm. from the family still. Yes. And the they Belifkas. had to... The Balifkas? Palifkas. Palifkas. Mm-hmm. And they had to build that second separate building for the, the event center, mm-hmm. the pavilion, because of the historical significance of the yeah. house. And, well, so they started doing events, and they would just put a tent, like, in the front for... This is before my time there, but for weddings, they would put, like, a okay. giant tent up, and so it'd be, like, an outdoor wedding venue type of thing. Okay. And the demand grew... 
And so then they like added on the pavilion because they actually needed a wedding space. Like the demand grew such that they needed that too. And we do have weddings inside, but they're smaller. So you can't have like a 300 person wedding in the mansion, of course. But um, so you have the option to rent. Like if you have an event there, the options are endless. Like you have, you could rent the first floor, you could rent the second floor, you could do it in the pavilion, you could rent an individual room, you could do the patio. Like it's crazy. It's kind of cool. They're kind of like the roundhouse of yeah. Naperville. Right. Yeah. And that, I was thinking about that the other day too. Is like, because with two brothers in the roundhouse now, are they managing their events department? Yes. So they, because I feel like I just never hear about two brothers events, but I know people, I've been to yeah. weddings there. Yeah. And they have, I mean, it's, so that's where our rotary meets. Oh, Is really? at two brothers. So that's the noon rotary group. <laughs> and we've been around, we're the longest one. So we, we're the ones who've been around since 1924. What? And in Aurora? Yeah, in Aurora. I feel like I have to join Rotary now. You do. Okay. It's a vehicle for good. Yeah. It is the coolest thing. <laughs> Seriously. Like I, I was trying to, and what's neat, and I think this is very telling relative to other service organizations, nothing against those groups that are mm-hmm. doing a lot of really good things. But what I love about Rotary is the people who, um, who start there maybe as professionals in the community. Um, they could be realtors, business owners, whatever it is. Um, even after they retire, they continue to go to meetings. They continue mm. to stay active and they go on and do a lot of really cool things. And Rotary's like this, I think of it as like a war chest for good. Yeah. So like they've got like all this money that they've raised. Right. And, um, you know, it's just, it's there. If you have something that you are really passionate mm-hmm. about and want to help people with, they, um, you know, they're there to help you make that happen. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like part of that is because their reach extends so far because of the people they attract. So, right. like, everyone has such great networks on their own. Yeah. And then you put them all together in a room, and it's, like, endless. What you could and do. it's definitely going through a renaissance. Oh. So that's where I think we are trying right now. We're going to be having an event, and I'll definitely have to okay, share it with yes. you because you are invited. Say, yeah. And um, it's going to be, you know, for younger people cool. who are just, they don't have to be interested in Rotary, but want to meet other young yeah. people, kind of like young professionals, and, right. um, like the young professionals group. But um, this is a one-time event kind of promoting um, Rotary and what Rotary can do for people. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah. especially younger people. That. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a little more. We're both from Aurora. Uh-huh. This is crazy. Yeah. Grew up a couple blocks apart. We did. Yeah. Do your parents still live there? So my mom actually lives out in Pressbury. Okay. Um, and that's where Marshall's mom lives. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's what a good street place. Does she live on. She lives on Dorchester. I don't know. So it's right <laughs> off of. <laughs> it's right off oh. of Winthrop New. <laughs> oh, well, I know that street. So you're on that side. Yeah. <laughs> the party house. Yes. The party house. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the houses back there were party houses. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. heard stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it does. When you drive through, it's got that, like, 80, 16 candles, like, yeah. Bill and Ted's, or no, what's that, Weird Science, you know, where they have, like, the big, I feel like we're in that neighborhood. There's it, a yeah. house that's exactly like Wayne's house from Wayne's World. It's nuts. It's, <laughs> really? It's on, uh, it's on Wayne's now. Is it really? Yeah. Because I... sort of pink, cool. You know, it cuts through all the way. Yeah, through, yeah. Past the pool. Past the pool? Yeah, but going <laughs> forward, it's 47. 
Oh. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I like when I we first moved there, I was like, "Is that the?" Well, but that that being said, they still did shoot some scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Down. Five minutes worth of. I know. I know. It's like the whole hockey scene. I always felt when we played street hockey growing up. (laughs) It was like Legrand was always like my picture. Legrand and. Downer. We're always like in my mind the Wayne's World streets. Legrand is but such a pretty street. There's so many is. pretty houses over there. It so is. many parties. Very classic. So many parties <laughs> on Legrand. Oh yeah. That's where John Hanford lives. So. <laughs> yeah. Just call out every single high school party <laughs> house right now. <laughs> this is Back to the Future. Yeah, I feel like exactly. edition of, of your it podcast. Is. Yeah. But it's so weird. So when did your mom move? So she moved back into. 2005 okay. out to Presbury, but before that she lived over in Stillwater wow. so in like Turnstone I yeah. think is what they call it and then uh, that was in 2000 before that we lived wow. for like nine years over off of Randall so I love Aurora yeah, yeah. I love Aurora too so you went to Marmion went to Marmion went to Holy Angels okay. in Marmion Wow, so, so we probably yeah. know a lot of the same people. Yes, I would be surprised. Have, okay, so my like some of my very best friends went to Holy Angels. So there's like Katie Murphy and mm-hmm. Laura Saltagero and Brianna Aviles. And there's a Salta lot of Gerald, definitely. Aviles, I forget. She was what? at that time the youngest in her family. She's okay. my age, so there were none after her. Okay. But there were five before her. So, wow. Yeah. Big family. Big family. Oh wait, not five before her. That's a lie. That never mind. That, ten, that tends to happen. <laughs> Still, that tends to happen a There's lot in the Catholic of Church. Now, we have, you know, a lot of yeah, yeah. big families. A lot of big families. And the so. Saltageros and the Powells. And okay. Yeah. Very cool. Because that's like Holy Angels is in my backyard. Like I went to Lincoln Park all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Marceline, yeah, Fordham, Fordham. Mm-hmm. Is that the last? Is that the last street before you get to? Does it like dead end? Is that where Marseille dead ends? Marseille dead ends into Lincoln Park, and right. that's Elma, Elmwood, I think. That's one block. Oh wait, yeah. So it's yeah. not. So there's that one last street, but I forget the name. What of is it. that? I don't Russell? know. Yes, it is Russell. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good memory. So you're back there. one more. A few more, because yeah. then it's Russell, Elmwood, Ingleside, Fordham. Oh. So my street Ingleside. dead ends into. Pre- Prisco's. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Okay. So very I could just cool. walk there. Wow. Yeah. So what'd you do after Marmion then? So I went to college. I went to a couple different places. A couple. But <laughs> I did. I did. I, yeah, I kind of jumped around a little bit. So it's a, it was a circuitous path, but I initially <laughs> went off mm-hmm. to Miami of Ohio Ooh, and yeah. was there for about a year. Mm-hmm. Then I came back and ended up going to Wabansee. Why did you come back? I came back for a number of reasons. I think initially it was because I remember being in a class with a number of my friends were um, in-state students. So it is a state school. Yeah. And I just remember realizing there was a professor who broke down like by the minute how much you were paying for each class. Oh my gosh. And I just remember being like taken aback. It was some ridiculous number. And I remember like, wow, like... Why yeah. am I doing that? And I had a Spanish teacher who was from China. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Spanish teachers from China, but <laughs> I, she spoke Spanish as her third language, wow. English as her second, and obviously Chinese as yeah. her first or Mandarin. And 
I remember like being really disappointed because I'm like, I'm paying X amount mm-hmm. for this class and I'm from Aurora <laughs> right. where at least 50% of the population uh-huh. is Latino, Hispanic mm-hmm. and I could be going to Wabansi and I know for a fact that I could be getting an amazing Spanish yeah. education. So I wasn't like hell bent on studying Spanish, but right. I just remember it put it into perspective. And wow. so I came home and went to Wabansi. And, That's like um, very yeah. responsible of you. I, <laughs> like, it was one of the reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I so, didn't, was yeah. not paying attention to how much college cost. Well, where did you go to school? I went to U of I. Oh, cool. In Champaign. Okay, but you were in state. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's different. It is different. But I still, like, one of my sisters, so I'm the oldest of four. Okay. And um, one brother and one sister decided to go to Abanzi first and then go on. And then me and my other sister both chose to go straight into four-year schools. And I feel like there's really no difference in the outcome at the end of the yeah. day. And I hated U of I the first year. Really? Mm-hmm. I was applying to transfer out, and then I was t- looking at Wabanzi. I was looking at Columbia and Chicago. Okay. And, like, my roommate didn't come back after Thanksgiving freshman year, and then, like, one by one, my friends just started dropping out or leaving, and I wasn't prepared for that, because you go and you make your initial friend right, group, and right. like, this is great, and then everyone left. <laughs> and when I got back sophomore year, none of my original friends but one was there oh my god yeah and so what did you what helped you stay like what was it that got you through that hard time i think at columbia the issue was like nothing from freshman year at u of i would have transferred because columbia has their own curriculum so it's not often that they allow transfer in so or i mean like that your courses will count was it marketing yeah you you knew you wanted to study marketing yeah so i was in the college of business at u of i and i like I got in, this is, I was just telling this story yesterday, so I didn't want to go to U of I, and my mom wanted me to apply there, so I was being defiant, like, well, fine, I'll apply to the College of Business, because I won't get in, and then I won't have to go, (laughs) and then I got in, and I was like, oh, okay, Yeah. guess we're going to U of I now, it was either that or Wisconsin. Oh. And I didn't really want to go to Wisconsin. Oh, man, but Madison's a great town. No, that's what I heard. Yeah. And I was, it was, it came down to those two. Okay. And then I just chose U of I, probably for in-state yeah. tuition. And it, I mean, three hours, Madison is not that far, right? It's about the same. Yeah, it's or about Madison's the same like two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up going to Champaign and then, um, yeah, I was like, okay, well, I guess we're doing it. Like, I don't know. Well, see, and I love the way that your family was kind of split yeah right? so you had because you said you had three other siblings mm-hmm. two of which went to Wabansi and then the two of them yeah. went away and I think you know I always so my mom used to work at Wabansi and oh, she was there for cool. like 16 years and she was a guidance counselor nice and I would hear these stories of these really unique people who would come in and you know they'd start talking about what classes mm. they were going to take and they would have a background like they could be a refugee they could be cool um they could be just like, you know, a guy who just got out of the service and mm-hmm. he's looking to figure out what he wants to do and he wants to transfer to U of I right. or whatever it is. And I would hear these stories from her and I just remember thinking, and she'd always speak so highly of them. And, you know, she would talk about how they were working and going to school and they were real go-getters. And um, yeah, I just remember really kind of holding that in high regard. Mm-hmm. And so I never thought I would ever go to Wabansi, but then when I came back, 
and I jumped in with two feet and I just loved it. Like yeah. I wish it was a four year school cause I would have, right. I definitely would have graduated four years there. And I just think you need a little more time to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Like to go straight. Yeah. And for me, it wasn't an option to go to U of I and then like transfer in. Like I knew if I was going to go there, I had to be where I wanted to be right away. Okay. And a lot of people go like for what's it called like general admission kind of and then they transfer into their college of choice right and i didn't i just knew i wouldn't pay attention like i have to have a goal in sight and so I like, I'm like okay marketing we're gonna do it and then and the reason i chose marketing was because i think i did a marketing club in high school oh i did it was called deca that's cool you guys even had that yeah yeah we didn't mrs larkin that. was <laughs> she's probably retired now uh, yeah, I'm sure she... I think she retired after us. But anyway, like, I did this business club, and I did really well, because I wanted to be a fashion designer forever, for, like, the entirety of high school and even middle school, because I can sew really well. Well, and might I add, you're very fashionable. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> um, but you actually sewed? Like, yeah. You, using a sewing machine? Mm-hmm. Wow. I still have my grandma's antique sewing machine oh, now. Oh, my gosh. So, so the she, singer? Hers is well. She upgraded to a singer, and I got her like oh, other. Okay, okay. Yeah, you got the hand me down. Yeah, the hand me down. Okay. Yeah. But it's cool. Well, first, did you know that there's a guy in Aurora that fixes sewing machines? No. He is over on, um, like over behind Ace Hardware. Okay. On Lake Street. Oh my god. There's like that weird little strip yeah, mall back there. Yeah. It. I forget what it's called, but he only fixes sewing machines and vacuum cleaners. Yeah, it's amazing. And that he's is so like, cool. he's busy. He's so busy. So I took my grandma's sewing machine there. I'm like, I don't know if you can fix this. I hope so. And he, yeah, he How did. How old is he? What's, like, is he like a younger guy or? He's probably like in his 40s or 50s. Okay. Probably yeah. 50s. I don't oh know God. if he inherited that or, you know, but. That is so cool. Yeah. And on the last podcast, we were talking about that too, because <laughs> Aurora. Okay. And Jenny has lived in Aurora for a while, but like no, the importance of knowing your niche, like in marketing, Ooh. it's so important to know that. And he says no he to other things, which I'm sure he could fix like a record player I'd taken there before, some other odd things. Yeah. And he will only fix vacuum cleaners and sewing machines. And he's so busy. Yeah. And people then people like donate the old ones to him and they like swap out. I don't know. He's got his own little community going on back there. That's so cool. And I love how I love that too. Just know your niche Mm -hmm. and and be confident in it and stick to it. Right. Um and I mean just even in that whole sense of even turning away other business. Mm -hmm. Because I would also you know, I've also talked to other entrepreneurs who it was like they just took on more projects, right? right. And it, it helped grow their business now and they would learn as they went, but it all still applied to their strict yes. focus, right? It was still in the realm right. of what they what they set out to do. And you know, recently I kind of started to narrow in on a niche oh, really? for me. Yeah, so it's kinda of cool yeah. that you um I don't mean to get off topic. No, let's or, talk about that. That's yeah. interesting. So I actually um was you know, their finance is so huge mm-hmm. that you know you could go so many different directions with it and somebody says finance and it can mean a number of different things right right so i'm a financial advisor with a private wealth management group okay. so we manage people's money yeah. and some of those clients are companies who have 401k plans mm-hmm. and recently i had a chance and we don't do a lot of that but we do some mm-hmm. 
And I had an opportunity to go and visit one of our clients and they had a manufacturing facility. Cool. And it got me so excited. Yeah. And so I... What started, excited it? Like the scope of the project? The scope the- of it, the, the story of the business, mm. the employees you got to talk to yeah. who were just... In this particular scene, it was a mixture of blue collar and white collar workers and people from every, I mean, walk of life. And they... <laughs> and you know they it just was really it just excited me and I could um, and I was sitting there listening to this individual talk um, who was from the advising like 401k advising Mm -hmm. company so we were the advisor of record or they call it a broker of record and then you have like John Hancock, for example, okay, is yeah. somebody who would be like the 401k advisor. And then you might have a third party administrator mm-hmm. who does like the background compliance work. Oh. Okay. So it's very, and that can be overwhelming to a lot of people. And those are all external parties, none within their. Right. None within the company. Their company. Okay. And so here we come in mm-hmm. and there are a couple different names being thrown around and they're being told to do, you know, X, Y, and yeah. Z. And, um, and this is really personal stuff. And so I'm sitting there listening to this woman from the 401k administrator and she was great. I mean, she knew her stuff and was very nice, but there was just this glazed look in everybody's eyes. Oh. And I just remember like, oh my God, like terrible. this can be so much better. Yeah. This, and this is such an opportunity to help people given that the 401k is like the only way people have to save to the yeah. point where, I mean, it was a pension replacement, right? Um, it was supposed yeah. to really, um, it, yeah, it was supposed to really supplement the majority of one's retirement, mm-hmm. especially with social security going the way it's going. Mm-hmm. So bottom line is I got really excited about it and started to look at opportunities for how I could really kind of focus on this. And, um, it's kind of become my niche over the last cool. month and you know it's because i'm yeah. still fairly early on in my you know financial advising career mm-hmm. and so it's kind of taken some time to yeah and it should what, I think. yeah yeah so that you really you really feel confident in it yeah i think that's important and i think well because within any industry you can do a number of different things so be a, being able to narrow it down and then you become an expert and that's when people trust you Right. And it builds trust. And that's not to say you couldn't also have like personal clients, you know, people with their personal funds versus right. like larger companies. But like your focus and who you're speaking to would be these people. Right. And then the cool thing is mm-hmm. that once those individuals retire, then they have to go somewhere yeah. with their money. And right. so you then, so especially as a young person, um, early on in their career, it's a really good opportunity to quickly get in and be in front of a lot of different people Mm -hmm. and be exposed to a lot of different things and scenarios and then as people retire build up your individual client Mm -hmm. list with those retiring individuals absolutely i had a another financial advisor on here and she retired from a career in hr in corporate america oh cool and then in her second career became a financial advisor And she basically is getting people that are retiring out of corporate America because she had such great connections before. So that's how, like, she had a foundation for her business based on her connections. 
And then she just went to them and was like, here's what I'm doing now. And they already trusted her. They already knew her. And here's my story, yeah. right? And, and, and now, also from the HR side of things. Right. I mean, you get to see that from start to finish. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And she understands like customer service and blah, blah, blah. So this is her... It's like interesting that their retirement funds are fueling her like retirement career. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> a little irony. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's great. I think. Yeah. So what should we be doing? Okay, so I feel like as a, an entrepreneur, it's hard to, you're responsible for everything. Like I don't right. have a company who's giving me benefits or 401k or XYZ. Yeah. So other like we should set one up, right? But what other advice do you have? Yeah, so from um, from a completely you know personal yes personal opinion mm-hmm. of of what somebody would do right um, in that instance, I think number one is I mean we have so many tools mm-hmm. at our disposal to just get a good picture of where we are okay. right so. Um, you know, what it, What do our savings look like? Right. What does our debt look like? Mm-hmm. And just kind of keeping tabs on everything. And so whether it's Mint or personal capital or um, any one of these different mm-hmm. tools, you know, I think that's step one is just kind of get the lay of the land. Like awareness. Awareness of what your, yeah, of what your situation oh, is. Oh, no, that sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. I had Mint for a while and then it always... I guess when my bank account updates, then I have to go in and update it. So yeah. I just let it like disconnect. Well, and when your bank account updates or when you get like a payment, it's a little yeah. easier to go and look at your account as right. opposed to yeah. going on a spending spree and having yeah. to look at it. Okay. And then what about the importance yeah. of investing? Well, investing, but before that, student loan debt. So, Ooh, yeah. should, in your personal opinion, do you think that it's because a lot of student loan debt is long term? Right. So is it worth it to, if you have extra funds, obviously savings are important. Right. Um, but then outside of that, like, should you be paying off your student loan debt? Absolutely. And instead of investing, or should you be splitting it? I think, I mean, it is a balancing act, and it depends on your other costs, mm-hmm. right? So what is your living situation? Are you living at home and putting, say, your minimum payment for your student loans is 300 a month? Mm-hmm. Um, you're making, you know, three thousand a month, mm-hmm. and you want to throw in an extra three, five hundred dollars mm-hmm. towards your student loan. Now you have, you know, a significant portion left over that right. you're not using to pay down your student debt, and you have an op- option or an opportunity to maybe put a little bit away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a personal call because, okay. regardless, I mean. It's good to put something away. I would even say start with like acorns. Mm-hmm. Like acorns is such a cool little tool that in it's an app right. that, that you just like individually you can start to like um, with everything that you buy, you just put a little bit they away. They round up, right? And they round up for every transaction you have. Is it but there's a fee associated with acorns, right? On a monthly basis. Depends on how old you are. Oh. So if you are a certain age um, and I don't work for Acorns, yeah. <laughs> but but, um, but so it is a cool tools tool out there. So it's yeah. good to have help figuring out. Yeah, because I looked at that, and then someone at work was like, "Well, I did too, but it wasn't worth the fee that they were charging." So that's again, it is good to be aware of fees, mm-hmm. and fees are everywhere. I think that's like the biggest thing um, that I've found is that even if it 
like even Robinhood. Robinhood's a new investment platform mm-hmm. where you don't have to pay any oh. commission fees for trading. Okay. Right? It's completely free. That being said, yeah. they still have to make money. Right. And so there are other ways for doing other things on their platform that they get paid. Mm. And so I think it's really important to be kind of leery of those um, low-cost mm-hmm. investment platforms. But Acorns is really cool because for younger people, they waive the fee. Oh. Um, and depending on what your... There are different stipulations, but I know that there, there are certain incentives for young people with student debt to just oh. be putting a little bit away at a time. Okay. So, so that's kind of cool. And even if it's just a Vanguard account and you throw right. $100 a month in, yeah. every little bit will count. Yeah. And that's what... Ugh, it's so hard, every little bit. Like, I just want to pay off everything at once. So I hate when I'm just, like, giving a little bit here and there. But I know that that's the right thing to do. And I think, to your point about paying off the student debt, I, that definitely should be your priority. Really? I think get that... Out of Done. the way. Get it out of the way because you just get it off the balance sheet and then everything else will grow exponentially. My but mom, if you can put a little bit away, it's good. My mom's going to listen to this and she's going to like call me. And yell yeah. Me. <laughs> so what, okay, what had happened was when I got out of college, I had a Fortune 500 job like when I graduated. Okay. I worked for Avon Corporate for a oh, while. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was cool, but I hated that job. I cried every day. <laughs> Because it was sales, and yeah. I didn't... Um, the reason I cried every day is because... So, you know, Avon. Everyone knows Avon, yeah. and the, their Avon lady sold it, or whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was managing, like, in charge of 300 of them okay. on the south side of Chicago. So it's broken into districts. So, like, my district was on the south side of Chicago, and most of these women had been selling Avon, like, especially the top performers, yeah. longer than I had been alive. And so when I came in to take over the woman before Who are me, you? Yeah. Yeah. It, they were not nice about it. And I was a college new hire. And they provided like two weeks of off-site training where word made got around quickly that I was the youngest manager in the training. And I was the youngest manager at the time like in the company that they had hired. And so then that was weird it's like weird when people are always throwing your age in your face yeah because you're as a new hire like insecure already yeah and then well maybe i wasn't and that was the problem and then anyway (laughs) by the end of it i was (laughs) i would like call my manager my poor manager i think i pushed him to an early retirement but um (laughs) i would call him every day and i'd be like i don't know what the hell these ladies want from me like they're being so mean and this job is terrible and Anyway, um, the point is, I was living at home, and I was making yeah. a very nice starter salary, and I had a company car that I had to pay nothing for. Like, I didn't oh pay gosh. benefits, I didn't pay insurance, I didn't it's pay It's a great gas. deal. Yeah, you could drive that thing anywhere. I went to Kentucky one time, <laughs> and it was fine. <laughs> like, I don't know, I just had a, a gas card. Yeah. And then you would just, like, write in your expenses. Wow. And so... Because we were driving a lot. I mean, I basically lived out of my car. Oh, yeah. That was your office. Yeah, that was yeah. my office. And that's what I hated about it. But I, my mom harped on me for months and was like, start paying your student loans. Because, you know, they don't kick in until like six months right. later. and 12 months, right? Or you yeah, have like a whole year or something Yeah, like you've that. got yeah. some time. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But you're right. I think it might be six months. Yeah. I don't know how long yeah. it was. 
but I had enough time. Like I had a job. I wasn't paying rent. I was just going out in Chicago and like racking up some expensive bar tabs. Because at the time, none of my friends, like none of them had gotten their big girl job yet. I don't think. Everyone was still job searching. So I was like, oh, I have mine. Like, shh. Sure, I'll take care of it. Yeah. Meanwhile, my student loans are over here, and my mom <laughs> is like beside herself. But see, you know what? And I, and I say this actually about people who are late to things. And yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, go ahead. I was gonna say that like I think that's what I really enjoy about what I do because you're my people. <laughs> Seriously, like that's I have I am not like. A straight A financial student right. by any means. Oh, I mean, good. I still that's... have student loans. Oh. I See, so I'm living it, you know. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I've been there. I know, I know how hard it is, and it's so personal. Yeah. And so to be able to just kind of non-judgmentally, you know, look at everything right. and just say, okay, well, you know what, that was then. And yeah. what's the next positive step? What can oh, I do? Geez. And that's, you know, you can't, yeah, you can't resent your younger self for, for what you... Maybe. Do you think that, well, what's the youngest client? Like, have there ever been parents that have brought you in? Oh, like, yeah, hey, their kids. to you, my child. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think if my mom had done that back then, I would have listened to that person. I just wasn't going to listen to my mom. Like that—that's very defiant. Yeah, I I get that. Well, I mean, we all are at that age. Yeah, moms, you know, and finances are like a weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, and my mom was a yoga. She is a yoga teacher, and like she would take a yoga teacher. Wow. She would take me to, um, like all her yoga stuff, like from the time I was like in grade school. Really? We would go to like go to like teacher trainings and like different things and all this stuff and I loved it and I'm still to this day a huge fan of yoga mm. I don't practice as much as I should but <laughs> she's not listening and but do you do yoga at all yeah okay. I do yeah That's so cool. not again not as much as I should yeah. but I um you know I, I just remember going like there was a certain point where I was going to her yoga classes and or I would get invited to go and at a certain point, it was just like, man, I listen to my mom all the time. The last yeah. thing I'm going to do is go to a oh, yoga class and, and listen to your mom. Tell me what to do. Right. And so I would just take, and I'd be so tired. I would just take my mat and I'd go to the corner and I would just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel a little bad about it, but but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just how it is with parents. But I love talking to kids yeah. about about it because especially like I have younger brothers who are still in college Mm -hmm. and and yeah it's so powerful I mean just the law of compound interest um is you know Einstein said it was like the sixth wonder of the the eighth eighth (laughs) Eighth wonder wonder. of the world (laughs) not the sixth um but the eighth wonder of the world and it just is so powerful I mean when you do and I can share this with you later it's basically this table of okay if I invest you know, X amount every day right mm-hmm. now, even if it's $10, 30 years from now, it could be 300000 or whatever it is. And if somebody were to start doing that and contribute 10 times what I'm contributing, right. five years from now, they would still have a really hard time catching up to me. Yeah. Just because that five years is, um, just makes that much of a difference. 
So it does, and I think that's where I struggle with my finances. Is like I'm not a very patient person, and so <laughs> then I'm like, well, okay, yeah. You know, but <laughs> I know that I should be doing those, and I do. Yeah. I have a, a savings account that I can't okay. touch online. Okay, and then I have my student loans. I'm trying to pay off, and then I was living so. After college, I got my Avon job, and right. then right before, so I like had one foot out of the house, and then I got laid off, mm. and that was, I was like 24, 23, and going through a layoff, and so I just didn't expect that. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then, but I got a severance package, which was great, but I lost my car, mm. so I wasn't paying. You know, I didn't have a car payment. I didn't have gas or insurance or anything for like 18 months. And then to have to like, then I had to buy a car, and that's a big one-time expense. Yeah, I mean, and you don't realize how much no. the tax and licensing and registration and oh my gosh, insurance and all that stuff costs. Right, and I, <laughs> I didn't want like some shitty car, you know, like I wanted so a badass car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh geez, and then so I. <laughs> <laughs> So what kind of car do you drive? Oh well, it's it's like a hoopty now. It's really falling oh. apart. Oh, it didn't, okay. I shouldn't have bought the cool car. That's a lesson, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was it's not even a cool car. It's a Honda Civic, but it's a coupe and it's black and it has a sunroof. Oh, Civic's great. Yeah, that's an awesome car. Oh, it's great. It's taken me all over the country. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of miles on it now, like a hundred and thirty or something. I've literally been all over the country in it. So um, so it was great at the time, but the paint is chipping off. It, it's like a mess. For a while this <sighs> summer, my weather stripping on my windshield was just blowing in the wind. Oh. Yeah. But it didn't good. leak, so it wasn't like an immediate concern. But my dad right now. Was like, yeah, my dad was like, will you please go get this fixed? So I did. The first time it snowed, <laughs> I took it to get fixed. Good. But anyway, so I bought a car. And then I had, so I, and I got a job shortly after being laid off. So okay. I had this three month severance package and then I had full-time income, which so. On top of. My severance, right. your severance, yeah. Which helped me buy the car and then provided me a nice nest egg, which I promptly then spent when I moved to Virginia on a whim. Oh. So yeah, that was, <laughs> I, I guess I just, <laughs> I'm a poor financial <laughs> manager. And I'm admitting this for the whole world. Okay, we'll we'll talk later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I did. I like it set me up in a nice way, and then I was like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't do. I was just temping, and uh, well, so I was living with my mom, and then I was contracting at her job at an hourly rate, which was great, and it was full time with benefits. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a car for a while, so I was living with my mom, riding to work with my mom. And then she took a lateral move into my department. So then I was Ooh. working for my mom. And I was like, hmm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Talk about motivation <laughs> to start your own business. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, but then I went to Virginia for okay. four years. So I. For um, four years? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a little stint. You were like, you were there yeah. for a while. Yeah. And I didn't plan to be. Like okay. I, my best friend lived in Virginia Beach at the time. And I'd gone there on vacation. And. She was like, you should move here. We're kicking our roommate out. Like, we have an extra room. Why not? Yeah. That's basically, at that time, like, I didn't have a full-time job here. I wasn't paying rent here. I didn't even have a car. Right. So, oh, I think by then I had just gotten my car. But, 
yeah so I was like yeah why not why oh. wouldn't I move to and the beach yeah and it's I've heard first of all I heard it's beautiful yeah it's and I've driven through Virginia oh and yeah. it's just it's so cool Virginia. like Charleston oh that's it or is it Charleston or um, Charleston South Carolina but what's um where is Charlottesville. Charlottesville that's what I was thinking yeah. yeah that's a cool place oh my god lots of breweries yeah. and distilleries there yeah beautiful mountains very very cool then we went to Monticello she's mm. yeah, got so much history yeah. I mean it's a really cool place it is so you liked it I loved it okay I well and we lived a mile from the oceanfront oh my gosh so and we did that so there were six months left on the lease when I got there and okay. they had gotten me like rigged up a job for me okay it's like I went from making like fifty thousand dollars a year to ten dollars an hour <laughs> And um, yeah, that's exactly so it's what like 50% I did. pay cut almost. Yeah. yeah, but this job was I could see the ocean from my front door of the job, I could ride my bike to work, like it was yeah. just different. And, I, and my rent was so cheap where we were living, so it worked out. And then um, that job lasted like six months and kind of went downhill in a bad way. Okay, I, all the relationships are fine now, but <laughs> but it was a process, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of crying. And then, um, yeah, then, like, I was going to leave. And I told everyone, I'm going to leave. I'm out of money. Like, I'm just going to take my car and go back home. And then I got a job in a retirement community. And that was the first time. So it's a one-of-one retirement community. And they have over 700 residents there. And they're full continuum of care. So they have independent living. Like, right. your buy-in to the community is the purchase of your home. Okay. And the sales pitch at the time was that you then your heirs could sell the home and recoup the investment. Oh. But then like the when the market crashed, the retirement community took a long time to bounce back from that. So then homes were sitting on the market for a very long time. Wow. And so there's a monthly service fee attached to that that you're responsible for as long as you're the owner. So whether or not anyone is living in there. So needless to say, it was a struggling business. No, it's I mean, flourishing, but that part of it, which is actually what I did, I was their listing real estate agent. Oh my god! Yeah, and so and like slash marketing assistant, and so talk about like a yeah, like a whirlwind yes. of just kind of like a I don't want to say trial by fire, but like baptism by fire, yes. right? Yeah, absolutely. So they hired me. They'd never had anyone in that role before. Yeah. And then the marketing director really wanted someone more for marketing help. And that's what I wanted. And then they were like, and then you're going to do some sales on the side. And then what happened is it flipped. And I was doing like 100% sales because I was managing 72 properties. And then if you it think... It was that big? Yeah. Oh, my God. Huge. Wow. It was a big place. 72 properties. But when you think about when a senior passes away how many people are involved, usually there's a will or an estate of some sort. You've got family members, not sure which ones, and then you've got attorneys, and then you've got doctors, and so like... Talk about a 101 yes. slash 200 level course in estate planning. Yes, Jeez. all of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was crazy. And that's when like they had a great, they had great benefits there. And so that was the first thing I did was like okay I have full time salary again let's dump it because they matched at 5% to your 401k so I was just like dumping what I could it's perfect in yeah and I still have that I'm like I, I rolled it over and I haven't touched it so okay that's good yeah 
Because I don't, I probably should be like contributing to it, but. Is I, it an IRA now? Yes. Okay. So it's just kind of sitting there with betterment.com. Ooh, betterment. Do you use betterment? I'm not allowed to use betterment. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it a so, competitor? It is. Technically? Technically. But They're a robo-advisor. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. They do a lot of things really well, mm-hmm. and um, they've got a great user experience in. I'm really, really inspired by a lot of what they're doing. So it's cool. I try to, in my own way, I try to replicate some things yeah. for for some of my clients. But um, it's it's a really it's a great company. Um, I think yeah, like the so the financial advisor, the company we worked with there. When I told them I was leaving, they basically were like, well, you don't have enough money to invest with us, so like, this is your solution. Oh. And I was moving, so yeah. I, when I left that job after four years, then three and a half, then I decided to come back here. Okay. So they were like, this is online, it's easier, just do it. And this was the investment advisor mm-hmm. for the 401k plan yeah. that you had with the retirement, the community. retirement community. Yeah. So I learned a lot from that. And then just being, so when you're working in a retirement community and like trying to fathom the fact that these people are paying cash for these homes oh, yeah. and for all of the things that happen or like right. they're just rearranging their investments to get the cash out to buy this place before they sell their home of 30 years. Like it's crazy to think about how much money right, and how long they've been investing. And, and this is a whole, again, like you said, it's 30 years, 40 years, yeah. 50 years coming, right. you know, and this is um, all to make sure that they have a comfortable, you know, end of their life. And I mean, it's yeah. such, that's a very sensitive time. And I know there are a few other communities here. There's one in the city that I thought was really cool because it was like different floors. So it's oh. like right off of Michigan cool. Avenue. And if like the individual or like the, um, independent living Mm -hmm. is like the top floor and then as you have more needs you kind of work your way down to the bottom wow yeah and it was just kind of a really cool transitory Mm -hmm. yeah transitional transitional living yeah (laughs) basically yeah i love that and that's how this place was too but it was like spread out in a sprawling community i think technically we had a hundred acres wow and so, like, I got to ride a golf cart around between my office, which was in one of the homes on the property, okay. and the clubhouse a lot of times, or to see, like, uh, my clients or the, yeah. you know, the sellers. But it was just, yeah, it was a great And so how did that play into you opening your marketing firm here? So I got, um, they had a very big marketing budget, and the marketing director there and the general manager of the community... They were like very progressive and ahead of the curve, which is interesting because this is a retirement community. Right. So they were doing things <laughs> with their budget that like other just regular companies were not doing because one, they had the budget, but then two, the foresight. And they had like a really great creative team, which I was kind of a part of when I wasn't like inundated with sellers and, you know, people yelling and at everything me, going on. Screaming. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did hang up on a seller once. He was so mean to me. But yeah, it's like a very you. emotional yeah. thing. But and they could hear my, my coworkers could hear him yelling on the phone, and I was like, okay. Yeah, and there's a certain point where it's just yeah. like, okay, I know he's not yelling at me, right? But I don't have to take this. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. But um, so I got to be a part of that team, which was really cool. <clears throat> and I'm still best friends with the marketing director there. So she and I got really, really close. 
And then when my time ended, was coming to an end there, basically the marketing director had left, the sales director had left. Like we kicked ass for three years in our sales and marketing department. And then it was like, okay, like this era has kind of come to a close now. Um, I didn't, I was applying for jobs and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so then I was like, well, okay, I'll just go home. Like, let's start there. Yeah. Let's just go home. So I gave myself a three-month hiatus. I, like, timed it out. I knew that I was, because it was coming towards the summertime in Virginia Beach. And I knew that I wouldn't miss the last summer in Virginia Beach. Like, there's no way I was going (laughs) to do that. So at the time, I was living by myself, not as close to the beach, but still, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then um, I would... So I timed it so that my last week of work was one week before I had to move out of my apartment. So I had a week where I wasn't working to move out okay. and to clean. And then from there, so I, then I was homeless. <laughs> like I was done but, paying rent, but. Wait, pause for Okay. Reason. What happened? I don't know why it says this is full. It shouldn't be. Do you I just emptied it. Yeah, I don't know. I actually, I just want to look at my phone real fast because I had my my one friend. Oh yeah. Who I was actually, I think it was like a 4:30 appointment. Uh oh. Well, no, but we're we're fine. We're, we're, we should be. Okay yeah, we right should now. be fine. We'll end right about four, I think, four ten. Do you have time? It is. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I have like six more minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, and this is awesome. I actually, I wanted to. I should arrive around four or five. Sounds good. Just finishing. Perfect. We'll wrap it up. I love how we actually got into some of the finance stuff. Good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm serious. Like, I'd love, oh my God, I would love to, like, yeah. even just sit down and go through it with you. You wouldn't have to be a client. I'd love to that would be just awesome. help in any way My I can. This is our mess. But, yeah. um, <laughs> the, the, so Shannon upstairs and I, we're going to partner in. January or February to put together I don't know what we're gonna call it but something like Wickwood University (gasps) because she's got all these local artisans here and they're all like budding entrepreneurs some farther along in their process than others and so what we're gonna do is like try to bring together a team of experts like one and maybe like an hour a week for four weeks or something but like one week it would be a crash course in marketing and then finance and then you know, and we're going to end, there's a life coach that has some stuff upstairs that I work with too. And so we're going to end with that because like, that's important too, to have yeah. your personal stuff together. Right. So yeah, that would be awesome. To I have love that day. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I love that idea. Sorry. Yeah. And then yeah. we were thinking we could like, if that goes well with the artisans, then expand outside of like the Wickwood businesses. And then, you know, like, well, I know there are a lot of people that you yeah. could definitely use that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Is it working? Yeah. Okay. Well, especially from like a starting, and I, I know you were oh, talking fine. about. Um, but we were at your last, your last summer in Virginia. Oh, yeah. So basically I timed it so that I had one week to move out without working. And then I had really great friends there. So I just couch surfed with my friends. So and cool. My surrogate Virginia family, my best friend's family, let me store all my stuff in their oh my God. Um, little extra apartment. And that was it? That was it. And that was like the tannest, fittest, drunkest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> I will never be that again. So <laughs> that's like all I did. <laughs> 
Cheers, I love that. Well, okay, we're supposed to cheers. Oh, we're supposed to cheers? Cheersing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. But we now. did actually, um, and I know, I know we're going to be wrapping up, but I just, um, it's so cool to hear your story because oh, yeah. mine, mine was kind of similar in the sense that I came home, went to Wabansi, and then left Wabansi because I got, um, what did I do for a year? I was there, and then I had, um, what did I, I had, gosh, after that, I ended up working, so my mentor, Mm -hmm. who I got hired to at my current firm, um, hired me as an intern, Cool. and then I was able to kind of learn the business, and um, he kind of took me under his wing, and then we... Um, that I got into acting and I was going to be an actor. Really? And then, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so I was in, I was in Footloose at the Paramount cool. for the, um, it was like, I think it was a summer stage yeah. thing. And, uh, Oh, I did so many years did, of summer stage. Oh, like eight. So cool. And you get to go to the Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's like who, and that's crazy. Who gets to do that as a kid? It's just so cool. Yeah. And backstage so, and all yeah. that. Yeah. That's cool. You see the whole, yeah, mm-hmm. the whole setup back there. And so, you know, did that and then went to North Central for acting and met my wife. Aww. And then we met in a dance class, but I didn't stay in North Central. I ended up, um, you know, going back and finishing at Wabansi oh, and getting really? my associates. And then I worked for King County Government. Wow. And then Apple. And then I had an internship at Viacom in Nashville. So that was like my, I was on the country music television Hot 20 Countdown. Oh my (laughs) gosh. That's amazing. So I did that for a bit and then worked at Apple while I was doing that. Then came up back to Chicago because my wife got a job. We were still dating at that time. Did she go with you to Nashville? She did. Oh, cool. So we lived down there for uh, a little under a year and then... Um, after everything was done, she got a job back up here. We came back up here. And then I got a job downtown at a content marketing firm. Oh, nice. Working on their development team. Yeah. And we had a lot of financial service companies that we worked with. And it just kind of lit that fire again of what I wanted to do. And my mentor was like, hey, man, come on back. Come work with me. What? So that's how we got to where we are. That's and amazing. And I live in Aurora. You live so, in Aurora. And you yeah. have how many kids, too? No kids no yet. Kids? No Why kids did yet. I think, kids? I think you just foresee it in my future. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to be a dad. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so. That's cool. Yeah, so. How long were you guys in Nashville? For seven, eight, eight months, I think wow. we were probably there. So it was, we really went down for the internship. Yeah. And then just thought we'd make a, a run at it. And then she got a job back up here, and so did I. So that well, was it. What's it like living in Nashville? Because I've only ever visited there. Oh, it's so much fun. And it was, it's, I mean, changed even in just like the last few years. Um, but it's just a blast, you know. I mean, um, everybody's from somewhere else. And yeah, so you transplants. just. But I remember working when I was at Apple, we would have, um, we would have these like store meetings and I remember like everybody was an artist and it was so cool because you'd go in to these these store meetings at a they had it at a campus just um outside of where our store was Mm -hmm. and so we'd meet in this room and it was almost like a music venue and you'd actually it was like a little concert we talked a little bit about business 
And then we would just have these like open mic nights and these guys, and it was the most inspirational thing to, uh, to experience. And yeah, it just kind of, it was, it was a very inspirational place. I always loved, I mean, because everybody was, was there to do something and Mm -hmm. make something happen. So yeah, that's true. I always thought I was a little sad too, because how many of those people don't ever get maybe to where they want to go or beyond i hope they get out of some of those touristy bars yeah and i think you know but those i mean those are probably some of the best yeah bars for them to be in i mean these people i was with were like they were working at apple they were smart really Mm -hmm. cool people and some of them you know this was their full-time thing and they were just musicians at heart Mm. and they loved to be around it and they did it on their like you know part-time they would do songwriting or something wow um but it was just, it was very inspirational, and you can tell it was for the love of music. You know, right. it wasn't necessarily to be famous. Which is, um, yeah. So, and good. that was really kind of the cool, the cool thing about it. How did you feel about moving to the South after living in Illinois? I, it was, it was really interesting because you could tell when you met people who were from, because it was slower mm-hmm. and, um, People were, I'm not going to say nicer, because that's a, that implies that we're not nice. It's right. just faster, we're more, more business-oriented. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really interesting to see the difference in people get married a lot younger. Right. People, I mean, it's the, the way that the communities are developed is very religious-based. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. sports teams, like, instead of a park district, it's... The church, right? So you go to the yeah. church as the community center. Um, so it was very interesting to kind of see that cultural difference, mm-hmm. but all really fun, fun differences. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't anything worse than than what we have here. Just just very different. So yeah, it was different. Virginia yeah. is the same, and Virginia Beach is kind of like Nashville. Probably a lot of yeah. transplants because of the military, so right. the naval oh presence my God, I there. About that. Yeah. yeah, between Virginia Beach and Norfolk, there's a ton of transplants. That's right. And the Navy has, isn't mm-hmm. the Navy has a big base there? Yeah. And I think it's, well, I think the Norfolk base is the largest naval base in the world. Oh my God. Maybe. I know there's that Geico it's commercial bigger. where he's yeah. like, what? <laughs> On the ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. That's my affiliation with Norfolk. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's it. Like they're, it's cool because I lived in Norfolk the last year I was there. And so to live and just be able to like walk by, the Elizabeth River and all the ships are there and then to like yeah. to drive from where I lived or to get from that part of Virginia to where my best friend's parents lived you had to go through the tunnel so you're like under oh. the ocean which is really scary oh for like God. an hour at a time but it's like our own American channel yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is it is and it's like it's when you look at it on a map it's insane to think about it because you just drive it and don't even think about it like whatever yeah. I hope I don't get stuck in tunnel traffic in the tunnel or oh no one blows a tire yeah. yeah that happens <gasps> I didn't even know we had that I know this. there are a couple but that's Virginia the longest stuff. one the HRBT hmm. yeah Virginia is a cool place everyone should visit the Love isn't the love. Virginia is for lovers. Virginia is for lovers. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> right, cheers. <laughs> Let's end it there. <laughs> Thanks for being Thank here. You. Thank you. This is so much fun. Yeah, it's great. First See? one out of the yes. way. 